Uh, we, do, we do celebrate motherhood, but we celebrate the, the gender of woman because it's very simple that, uh, that without the greatest expression of motherhood, we don't get the understanding of creation. Birth is the understanding of creation. And uh, we live in a generation where, you know, um, sometimes birth isn't celebrated as much as it should be. And we end up finding out that, you know, there's some, and, and, and I'm not being critical of anybody, but there's some teachings out there and things that, you know, we're just supposed to fulfill ourselves. But if the Lord only fulfilled what he wanted to do, he would have just made you all robots. And you wouldn't have had to have any free will whatsoever. And there wouldn't have been a need for a man and woman to come together as an expression because God would just plunk people down, I guess, like he does angels. But we're a higher form than angels, even though they may be spiritually operating in a form that we sometimes don't understand, but with the Holy Spirit even more so. Um, we are a very special creation of God. And what started off with one man has grown into a population that's flooding heaven, flooding heaven because of motherhood. And, and how precious that our Lord Jesus Christ himself chose and selected to come forth on this earth through the womb of a woman. How precious. And we understand that in that basis, shouldn't we also express and appreciate motherhood. And remember the visitation upon Mary, you're the most blessed of all women because out of your womb shall come the one. And as traumatized as she was, she had to deal with that all through her life. Can you imagine, I mean, I just have to, I, I can only relate to me about a mother uh, for what I put my mother through. I can only relate to me. And uh, my mother tolerated a lot. She was a godly woman, and uh, she knew Scripture, and she imparted that especially to me in my life when I, my eyes finally got opened. But she had the patience and the peace to nurture and to understand and to stay off and to allow to go. I'm thinking of the one instance where they're at the wedding, in Canaan, and uh, they run out of wine. Well, that's a bad thing to do is to run out of wine at any wedding, let alone at that wedding. And Jesus and all of his disciples were invited. So we understand that this was a family affair, but it was bigger than a family affair. And the master of that wedding apparently was a pretty important person. And he must have had some good stuff. And it ran out, and Mother Mary, right, Mother Mary, she calls upon her son, and she says, tells the disciples, turn this, you know, we need wine, make some wine, tell them to make some wine. Jesus says a very strange thing. He says, Mom, why are you doing that? This isn't my time yet. Mom didn't care. <laughs> Mom said, Go get the barrels, bring them in here, make the wine, let's see what he does. She put a demand on her own son and 
on the Son of God here on earth. And even though it was before his time, he adjusted time for mom. Think about that. He was timeless, who understood the entire map of eternity, who understands that time really wasn't his factor, that time's in him, he's not in time. No beginning, no end. Isaiah told it perfectly through the words of the prophet. He said, in your past, I'm there. In your present, I'm there. In your future, I'm there. Omnipresent, not just omnipresent all over the earth in time, omnipresent throughout time. Interesting that in your past, he's still there. That's why he can redeem our past. And that's the mothering element of God that's manifested to us that mothers nurture. Mothers are patient. Mothers see through things that siblings don't understand they see and that fathers are indifferent to. The core is motherhood. Fathers may impart their seed and then depart. But the mother, she holds on to the core, just as God holds on to us. But here's the prophetic point. The prophetic point is that the opportunity to activate all that is already in that little infant that God has handcrafted in the beginning of time and sits in that treasure trove in heaven, a big womb in heaven, which every one of us has already been breathed into prior to coming into the womb of your mother. Every little facet, every spiritual corpuscle already made and created to wondrously come to you and we get this manifestation of it here on earth and they tell us that each and every one of us has our own special genetic code. Nobody else has it. Somebody may have some semblances of it and they might be able to say, yes, this one was related to this one and this one came forth from that one which is biblical. The begats, begat whom, begat whom, begat whom and then was Jesus Christ. But he was the only one that had his physical DNA and his only spiritual DNA. So, you're unique. And if that's not enough, the Lord says, let me show you that my hands that have crafted you and made you have fingerprints on your fingerprints. And each one of us, as we put our fingers to make a print, no one else has it. How do you do that? How can that happen? How can you have billions of people moving through this dimension that all have unique physical attributes that nobody else has? You may look like someone else and someone may tell you you look like someone else and you may have a voice that sounds like someone else and there could be similarities, but there are unique qualities that only you have. And there are unique attributes that God uses to transmit through his creatures of creation that were already coded from before the beginning of time. And that creation comes forth from the womb in heaven into the womb 
of woman. Woman, it's almost not fair, I think. I can only say it from my perspective. Tolerate me, please, like Patty and Laura Lee do every day. Um, How many of you know that these two sisters don't miss a day that they pray together? How many of you know that? I don't think you know that. I know that. Not a day. Doesn't matter where they're at. They don't miss that day. And usually it's beginning early in the morning and it goes till when it's done. Do you know that these two women pray for you by name? I don't know if you know that. Do they know that they take on the tasks and the problems and the worries and the challenges and the fears and they take them to the throne room together? Daily. They don't miss a day. Not a day. I was sharing with our new family. Just yesterday, Ken, we were at the table and you were sharing how Abby surprised the family and used Tucker to buffalo you guys and to keep you out away from the house doing needless tasks for him that he said he finally confessed to you yesterday he only had you do to keep you busy. And here you were having to travel late and do all kind of stuff because you thought you were serving your son, but really you were being, you, it was a conspiracy, brother. <laughs> and uh, it was so that Abigail could surprise her mom and dad, her deployment being cut short from Afghanistan and getting home just before Christmas. Now, I know you were praying, Angela. I don't know, Ken, you have to tell us whether you were praying or not. But I know she was praying. But I know two ladies that were praying and beating the heavenly doors every day because Mama Laura Lee decided that once her son said, this is my wife, she went to battle. And Patty went to battle with her. And every morning I could hear them stomping and declaring, Lord, you cancel that deployment. You bring that girl home before Christmas. You keep her safe. She's ours. You bring her home now. Every day I heard this. So I said, she's coming home. I said, this girl's coming home. The general may not know it. Sammy may not know it. Somebody may uh, This girl is coming home. She came home. The power of women praying. You know, there's a special place for praying mothers in heaven. I've often said, you know, men get the benefit of a lot of accolades that we don't deserve because there's a praying woman behind it. I know that in this church, Cindy was praying for me when I was so out in the world. I didn't. And she'd say, I'm praying for you. I said, who cares? But those prayers caught. And other women on their knees praying for me. And I think there's a special place in heaven for women that have the flesh worn on their knees from praying for their children and for stubborn men. Of course, none of you men are stubborn. You're all just perfect. I'm the only one. I understand. Whether you know it or not, you're a bunch of goofas, just like I am. But God polishes those imperfections 
through the heart, prayers, and tears of a woman. Women you don't see. Cindy, you had an aunt that loved you very much. She prayed for you every day. She stood in the gap for you. There's a woman for everybody somewhere that picks up the mantle and prays. Do you realize that the greatest travesty, the greatest genocide on earth is abortion? Killed more people than anything else you can imagine. They call a pandemic and lock us down and tell us to put masks on and hide from each other while babies are being offered on the altar of hypocrisy, selfishness, society, humanism, whatever you want to call it. And it's not just a woman thing, it's men abandoning the children, men using women for sexual processes and out of love. It taints society. If there's one sin that will take down this country, it's abortion. God can tolerate most of the rest of the stuff. How generous he is. Jesus, call me whatever you want. Say whatever you want about the Father. Be careful about the Holy Spirit, but suffer not those children. So Attorney General, keep the fight up. Don't give in. Don't give in to those who tell you you need to be moderate. No. There's no such thing as moderation to the life of the unborn child. No such thing. That's just a confusion that comes from the pit of hell. We'll stand with you. We're in the forefront of the fight. We don't give up. And we won't give up. And it's not just to save our country. It's to save God's creation and his children. And unfortunately, this country was known as one that led the missionary field out to the world. But now the world sends missionaries here to help us out. Because we've lost our way. And we exported the freedom of abortion. And we even provided the means for it. To many countries I'll never forget when I was in Kenya I was there when then President Obama visited and we were at our churches we have a bishop there we have 35 uh, churches in Africa a vast majority in Kenya Sam's been to those places we're not far from the line of Somalia some of our pastors and people have been persecuted and killed up in that area by the flood of Islamic terror. I was there when Obama landed in Nairobi and waved American money in front of them and said, we want you to lighten up. We want you to appropriate our gay agenda. We want you to appropriate our abortion agenda. And the leaders of that country looked at him, whom they thought was one of their own. They were so proud of him. So we're not doing it. With all due respect, take that agenda and go back to where you came from.
It's the same stand that we need to make. So what's the summation of that all is that within the womb of every woman and within the womb of motherhood that comes from the womb of heaven above is the potential for an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, a government leader, you name it, an artist, a musician, someone to worship God. All these gifts imparted what? For the kingdom of God. And when we get our eyes open and we understand that each and every person isn't unique because they have a different genetic code or different fingerprints, but they're unique because God has imparted to them the special opportunity, plan, and purpose for a destiny that helps to build the kingdom of God. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come here on earth, even as it is in heaven. Hmm. Kingdom's not coming without you. It's not coming. You're the kingdom here on earth, the creator through us, inside of us. I used this once before. I typically don't use things, but um, Sam and Abby kept us all up late last night. I don't know about you all, but those cowboy boots, they're good to look at for a while, but man, they hurt your feet. My feet were so sore, they were like throbbing for about two hours. I couldn't get my boots off. I had to have my, my grandson, Zach, just start pulling on them, and he flew out with one of them, hit the refrigerator, bounced off, and he started laughing. He says, and my wife, I hear her yell, good thing Zach's here. I would have never been able to do that. Listen to this little conversation that happened between Adam and his angels. God, Adam, and his angels when he created woman. It goes something like this. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God he created him, both male and female, he created them. In fact, the first time we see God declaring something not to be good is when Adam finds himself alone in the garden. And of course, God says, it's not good that a man should be alone. I'm going to make him a helper, fit for him. So by the time the Lord made mothers, he was into his sixth day. Do we all agree? The sixth day. Yes, say yes, pastor. Help me along. Yes. I learned from a very wise woman a couple days ago that we respond well to affirmation. So affirm me, will you please? It helps me out. Say amen, say yes, say what's up, do something, please. All right. The Lord made mothers. He was into a sixth day of working overtime, and an angel appeared and said, why are you spending so much time on this model? And the Lord answered, have you seen the spec sheet on her? She has to be completely washable, but not plastic. She has to have 200 movable parts, and they all have to be replaceable. And she has to run on black coffee. Hello. My sound just went off. Did it? Sound went off. 
Can you hand me a microphone, please? There we, there we go. Thank you. Run on black coffee and leftovers. Have a lap that can hold three children at one time and that disappears when she stands up. And have a kiss that can cure anything from a scraped knee to a broken heart. And she must have six pairs of hands. The angel was astounded at the requirements on this one, and she said, Six pairs of hands? No way, said the angel. And the Lord replied, Oh, it's not the hands that are the problem. It's the three pairs of eyes that mothers must have. And the angel said, That's just standard on this model. And the Lord nodded in agreement. He said, Yep. One pair of eyes are to see through the closed door as she asks her children what they're doing, even though she already knows. Another pair in the back of her head are to see what she needs to know, even though no one thinks she can. And the third pair in the front of her head, they're looking for that errant child and saying that she still understands and loves him or her without even saying a single word. The angel tried to stop the Lord. He said, this is too much work for you, Father, for one day. Let's wait until tomorrow to finish it. But the Lord protested and he said, I can't. I'm so close to finishing this creation that is so close to my own heart. She already heals herself when she's sick and she can feed a family of six on a pound of hamburger. And she can even get a six-year-old to stand in the shower. The angel moved closer and touched the woman, and he said, but, but you've made her so soft, Lord. Oh, she's soft, the Lord said, but I also made her tough. You have no idea what this woman can endure or accomplish. The angel, will she be able to think? The Lord replied, not only will she be able to think, <laughs> She knows how to negotiate. The angel then noticed something and reached out and touched the woman's cheek and said, Oops, Lord, I know you don't make mistakes, but this model has a leak. I told you you're trying to do too much in one day. Take a break. That's not a leak, the Lord objected. That's a tear. What's the tear for? The angel said. And the Lord said, that's her way of expressing her joy, her sorrow, her disappointment, her pain, her loneliness, her grief, and her pride. The Lord finally said, Lord, you're a genius. You thought of everything. Mothers are amazing. Give yourself a hand, will you please, ladies, and those here for them here in the house. At this moment, I'd like to honor all the women in the house. And I know we have some, something to hand out, don't we, Patty? We do? It's in the back. While it's coming up here, um, we're going to get ourselves organized. And I want to be able to pray for you. So if we could turn the lights down just a little bit, please. Get a little more intimate, thank you. I would like to take this moment to specifically pray for the women in the house. And I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to 
help to lead us in the unction of how we ought to pray and what we ought to pray for you. And then we're going to pray for everyone in the house. That's fine. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Holy Spirit, lead us to the depths. Your word says that deep calls unto deep. So deep of the Holy Spirit, call unto the deep of our spirits right now and draw out of us that which you have. Father, I pray and declare for each and every woman that's in this house that there will be a refreshed honor for their mothers. Each and every one of them has a mother. Lord, where mothers have become abstract and unknown or distant, where there might be a heart that says, I, I understand, but I still don't get it. Father, fill that void right now. Lord, take that spirit to a heavenly place to be embraced within your womb, the womb of heaven, to feel the love and the grace and the mercy flowing over and to understand and respect that in no way whatsoever was a mistake made in their life, but that even though there's difficult circumstances, you're there to overcome, restore, to heal every breach. And because of it somehow to make that person even better, stronger, more intimate with you, more appreciative of life and people and children, relationships. Father, it's not natural that a child should leave this earth before their mother or that a child should be taken away and kept away from a mother. But Lord, similarly, you know, Father, that all things do work together for good to those who love you and that are called even to your purpose. Embrace that mother this morning. Hold them strong in your arms. Let them feel the smiling face of their child. Knowing, Lord, you've got it. They're not lost. They're just being held in the womb of heaven. Waiting for the repatriation with their earthly mother. Father, for the mother that is strained with tears on her knees for a wayward child or even a grandchild. Let faith arise, O oh God. Let the enemies of that child be scattered, O oh Lord. We hold you at your word, Father, as you said in 1 John 5.15, writing unto us that if anyone should have a soul that is not lost, under the second death, ask me for that soul and I shall give it to you. And you say to us to declare that we in our own houses shall be saved. 
and that the prayers of the righteous person avail very much. So, Lord, we declare and pray that child to come back to God and to come back to their roots. That, Father, that child cannot be sacrificed to alcoholism, to drugs, to rebellion, to anything, Lord, that separates them from the love of Christ. For, Lord, the mother stands and says, nothing shall separate my child from the love of Jesus Christ. Nothing here, nothing on earth, nothing anywhere. Bring that child back, Lord, and do it quickly. Set that child free, Father. Do it quickly. We can only ask, Father, and declare, but this is your will, for Jesus, you yourself said, I have come to set the prisoner free. Then set the prisoner free, O God. And Father, there are some in this house that are impregnated, some waiting to be impregnated, some that are questioning, should I, shouldn't I, what shall it be? Holy Spirit, speak and hover over them. Let them understand and know their destiny with you. Healthy children, Lord. Wise children. Children anointed from the womb to serve you and know you in a time that the earth calls dark, but we call with an eager expectation preparing the way for you to return. Children of light, not darkness. Let your glory rest upon each and every woman in this house. Be above them, beneath them, around them, and in them with flaming swords of fire, O oh God. Fire, Lord, that testifies that you alone, you alone determine their paths. Be blessed, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful, wonderful gift of life and life that brings forth life. Such a wondrous, wondrous law of creation. Let every kind bring forth their own kind. Father, we pray that the women of this house, the women of this ministry, the women of the body of Christ, they bring forth Believers in Jesus Christ. Let that kind bring forth your kind, O oh God. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, what I would like to do is to ask the two mothers of this house if you would be so kind as to take these roses and distribute them to each person. And as you do, you don't need to pray long prayers over them. Just bless them. Would you please? How many of you know that there's a law of impartation? We can turn the lights up, please. How many of you know there's a law of impartation? The law of impartation says, again, let each kind bring forth its own kind. That's why I teach and adjure you. Don't let just anybody put hands on you. Make sure those hands are hands that are sanctified and that their lives are testimonies of Jesus Christ. A lot of people want to go around laying hands on a lot of people. 
I don't let just anybody put hands on me. And sometimes it jolts my spirit and it takes me a while to shake that thing loose because they bring something with them. Unfortunately, in ministry, people go through a lot of motions. And they think, well, that's the way it's supposed to be on Sunday or in the house of God. But in the meantime, I'm just going to do what I'm doing. Nobody sees it anyway. And by the way, I have a title. <laughs> so I have the right. No. Impartation is very important. What these two women have, women, they can impart to you. And I can promise you their hands are holy. And their hearts are sanctified before God. And so, oftentimes we relate the rose to the rose of Sharon, don't we? And that's Jesus Christ. He's the rose of Sharon. So as you receive this small token, let it be for as long as it lasts. And however you're going to display it in your home, let it just be a prayer point. Something for you to, to be able to relate to. I'm not telling you it's a handkerchief that has healing power. I am telling you that it's a point. A point that you can relate to for the blessings of God in your life. The Lord never runs out of blessings. And he always has more. And he loves it when you put his blessings into operation, guess what happens? He gives you more. And when you hold them back, the faucet stops. But as long as you keep giving and blessing and thanking him, the blessings flow. Men, we do well to know that as well, don't we? Yes. Now, has everybody received a rose? And we have a few for the people that are serving. Thank you, Patty. Thank you, Laura Lee. Um, Patty, grab that microphone, honey. I'd like you to prophesy over the women in this house, if you would, please. By the way, you look beautiful. Purple does you well. Both your hair and your jacket. <laughs> Purple hair. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, your blessing rests upon the women of this house. And Father, we thank you that you dig deep, Lord. And that, Father, you bring to birth, Lord, the things that are within their hearts. Father, for restoration in families and for children, Father. Father, for writing and for ministry, Lord, that has been birthed within the hearts of your women, Father. Lord, that you've called them by name. And God ordered each and every gifting that
that has, is, is within them, Lord. Father, I thank you that they are relying upon your strength and they do a divine exchange of strength, their strength for your strength. Yes. Lord, their eyes for your eyes. Father, their hands for your hands. Father, I thank you that your heart beats within them. And Lord, even as I see a heart before me, that the heart function of a woman, Lord, is filled with the perfect function of love going through each ventricle, Lord. And it just pumps love and wisdom, God, into the hearts of the women that are here, those that are watching online. The Father, that their, their hearts would beat with the heartbeat of heaven. And the wisdom from on high, Lord, that you will pour into them. Father, I thank you that you heal the brokenhearted. Yes. Lord, that your healing is even going now into the hearts of women. Lord, that have broken hearts because of broken relationships, that you're healing now, Lord. That, Father, that you are blessing beyond blessing. Blessing beyond blessing. And that, Father, as you release your presence and your power, the Lord, with their own eyes, I declare that they will see the salvation of the Lord on their behalf for those things that they're praying for. Father, we declare together in this house over the women of God that are here that they will go into a new place, a new depth, a new level, a new understanding, a new hunger for your presence. And, Father, that as they are in your presence, that there shall be divine transformation that takes place. And that, Father, they will rise to the occasion of your presence and do your will in the earth for such a time as this. Yes, Lord. For such a time as this. Father, we declare it, Lord. We declare it and we receive it on behalf of each and every one. And Father, I thank you that you not only remove regret, Lord, that you heal hearts. And there's no, I declare there's no looking back. Yes, that there's Lord. only looking forward in the name of Jesus. Lord, we close every door that is behind, and we open every door that is before. And, Father, we thank you for the blessing of the Lord. Maketh rich and adds no sorrow to it. In the name of Jesus, we declare it over every woman in this house and watching online. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you. At this time, I'd like to collect our offering because one of the uh, volunteer tasks that uh, Pastor Patty takes care of every week is she does the finances. And uh, if I forget to ask for the offering, it's one of the only times that she really gets critical of me because she has to pay the bills. So I, as you could tell, I'm a little afraid of both her and Laura Lee, so I, I don't want to be yelled at. But uh, 
if you'd like to make out a check, it's to touch heaven. A credit card is to touch heaven. If you're online, thank you so much for your support. I know this week, this past week, that because of you, we take 10% of all of our offerings. Um, this week, we were able to send money to both Africa and to India and to our pastor in India um, with our eight village churches in Andhra Pradesh, the poorest part. Tori, if you're online, we've been trying to reach you. Please get a hold of us. We're praying vigorously for you and for uh, the country. Uh, we also were able to send money to Pastor Vincent in Sambaru, Kenya. There, they have a double uh, compounded problem. They have a drought, which it's up in the up in the wilderness desert area, for those of you who have seen or know what it is, uh, which means they're not growing things. And then the other problem is they also have the, a terrible outbreak of COVID that's killing people. So we were able to help to send some money because of you to them. And uh, this week, we will be sending our monthly tithe also to Israel. And you are part of that. And um, you know, some of you ask me privately, what's a good way to give to Israel, which ways don't. I won't say it publicly. There are certain organizations that are receiving a lot of money that make sure that the word of Jesus Christ is not mentioned. Um, we're not the Red Cross. You understand? We preach the gospel. And everything we do is Christ-motivated and faith-based. And we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. As a Jewish believer, I can tell you that withholding the Messiah from my people, from our people in Israel, is the worst thing anybody can do. So, um, this house, we have aligned ourselves uh, with Smaja, who has a printing press. And he prints out Bibles in all the different languages of the different people coming into Israel, and also in books. And those books are given out freely. The word shall not return void. This is what our people in Israel need. They need to know about the Messiah. They don't need handouts and charity. Even like this country would do better without so many handouts and charity. I know I'm diverting and I don't care. People need to go back to work. You know? I'm going to say it again. People need to go back to work. God is not going to bless the check that you get from the United States Treasury that these hands didn't create. Unless, of course, you donate it to the church. That's a different ballgame. It's just like the person who hits the lottery. Pastor, what do I do? Well, I don't know. But if you give it to the church, maybe God will, you know. No. We need to go back to work, beloved. And we need to get back to that work ethic that God can bless in this country. Amen. So thank you. Let me pray over the offering. Father, we thank you for this offering. We thank you, Lord, equally for those who couldn't give and did give. Bless equally, Father. You say, test me in this. See if I will open the windows of heaven. Father, open them up. Pour them out from your storehouse upon your people. Let us be good stewards of every penny. Let us be wise and accountable, Father, both in this house and in our own lives. That, Father, we do not have waste that does not somehow or another bless you in the kingdom of God. Be blessed, O Lord. Thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen.